Morning Star Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to onthewakeupradio.com. Sign up for otwtube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on thewakeupradio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. I went tanning, now I'm sleepy as hell. You know how you go outside and the heat just hit and you just, I just get, I'm sleepy now. I should have had, a, I should have taken a nap. I should have taken a nap. So I'm going to be dry until I wake up. Uh, yeah, so y'all bear with me. <clears throat> All right, Chapman, what's happening? Not the ghosted lady that, hey, listen, this kid's out of control, man. <laughs> they done fired a warning shot. We'll get into uh, we'll get into little Prince Harry. We'll get into little Prince Harry, the coldest game. Jasper, what's going on? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Macbone's in the house. Hey, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. There's little John's in the house. Hey, Water Minks, what's happening? Club Fortune, my man, my man. All right, have it chatter. All right, what? Now nah, listen, the OG NWO is the best. <laughs> Wolfpack my ass. OG NWO is the best. The best, hands down. Best roster, hands down. Wait, wait. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm, we're not going to go too deep, but the Prince Harry thing is, I mean, I'm just going to say what we've been saying for decades now, you know. That's what's up, Jay Jermaine. Hopefully uh, your work day goes by quick. So let's, let's just get right into it, man. Where shall I begin? Where shall I begin? And I'm going to try to not curse throughout this live. I know, easier said than done. So, I know, I know what I want to do. Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. And we're going we're gonna to go back to Boss Logic. Now listen, I like Boss Logic. I respect his work. He's, you know... Pretty much got it out the mud. You know, I'm not going to get into his physical appearance. That's neither here nor there. But he had a he had a conversation and he mentioned imposter syndrome. And I think a lot of these guys tend to suffer from that or are suffering from it and don't even realize what they're going through. So let's let Boss Logic break down his dealings with imposter logic. I like what he said here. I like what he said here. You've worked with The Rock, right? On, on the Black Adam stuff. I've worked with The Rock, Ryan Reynolds. I've worked with on a few things, Jake Hall, all yeah. those people. I was like, that's surreal. You never think that you would speak to these people. You always sit there going like, wait, this is my life. It's kind of the imposter syndrome kind of yeah. sneaking out, right? Because you're like, I can't believe I get to do this. The first couple of times I felt like I didn't deserve yeah. to be in that room. But after you produce hit after hit yeah. and everyone's like, they digging your shit. Then you start believing in yourself. That imposter syndrome's gone. It's like, this is you. That's how I was with the Disney Animation Studios work. I didn't know how I was going to be in this environment, yeah. whether yeah. I was going to be good enough. There's those moments, right, when you realize, yeah, I am good enough. Yeah. And, and those moments are amazing. As an artist or any creator, that 
self-realization is so important. You don't know how to really achieve it. Like if you're going for it, it actually just has to happen. And when it does happen, your creativity, your morale, yeah. your everything, like your work is so much better straight after that. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good stuff. I, I, you know, take that to heart, especially if you're a creative person, you know, creative people go through things and they're very sensitive. We are very sensitive about our stuff and how it's received, you know, I think, um, you, you know, being a creative, uh, that means you're always open, unfortunately, to, to criticisms and praise. And a lot of creatives just kind of, kind of can't handle it or they kind of self-sabotage uh, in lieu of potential breakthroughs and success because of the eventual criticisms that will follow, you know? So, yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm doing. Oh, is that a is that a fake Edward Anderson account? <laughs> That's cute. Now we got fake Edward Anderson troll accounts. That is hilarious, y'all. That's when you know you've you've made it in YouTube when they create fake accounts. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. That is funny. You know what? Let me see. That was cute. Oh, yeah, that's that. That's a fake account. It's cute. It's cute. It's cute. Okay. Anywho. All right. Let's get back to business. I know, right? He he would never, ever. He would never come over here. More than likely, I'll go over there just to mess with him. But you'll never, you'll never catch him over here. He knows better. But no, we're, we're over that. We're over that. Okay. Let's get into, what is this? Oh, you know what? Okay. Now, listen. Sukihana. Now, I'm, I have a different take on Sukihana and women like Sukihana. I have a different take. My approach is different. I just look at women like her different. Right? Um... You know, you just take her for what, she, for what it is. Now, remember a year or two ago, she was like, I regret signing the contract and all this and that. And ever since then, she's embraced her contract and kind of just dove in head first and really is out here doing the most. If you watch her videos, Wolf, Wolf Coochie. <laughs> yeah, she has a song. Well, it's not Coochie, but it's Wolf Coochie. And if you thought, yeah, the video is, I, I don't know. You know what? Her video is worse than WAP, hands down. Like people ask, well, which is the raunchier video, WAP or, or Wolf Coochie? Suki Hana, hands down, raunchiest video. And it's on YouTube. And it's on YouTube. I, yeah, I agree. But once again, I don't bash her. I don't look down on her. I don't judge her. You know, I think she's embraced um, her current state and her, her life path as of right now. And she's still young. She's still trying to figure it out. You know, she has a voice that people listen to and she's learning um, how to still use that voice. Now, there's one thing she said in this entire little clip that is the most important thing that once again, these guys down the street cannot change or fix 
or rectify or or beat out of okay she understands her nature and what she's what she's about so let's get into this clip i like what she said here um if you listen to her take away the optics take away the videos take away the music just sit down and listen to her all right she's not she's no dummy let's go dr umar Mm -hmm. have you talked to him and are you gonna turn dr umar out (laughs) (laughs) are you about to get a hold of dr umar this is crazy i was not expecting this question um (laughs) i haven't talked to dr umar personally yet but i did say what i said yeah and i meant what i meant i am I do love my black kings. I worship the ground y'all walk on. All right, now I don't. This is not what I'm talking about. There's one point that she makes about in reference to herself that would just shut anybody's argument down as when it comes to the women. The women know what they exactly what they're doing and what they want. But let's let her speak once again. Listen to her. She's no dummy. Likewise, yeah, and I am, and I am very pro-black. That's who I am. So, you know, I thought it was funny, but I do respect Dr. Woman. That's a legend. Yeah. Our generation don't even know. The next, the last generation, the generation before that, he been out there in that pace. So I respect him. And I respect all my black conscious kings. So I said what I said. I see him in a couple of interviews Mm -hmm. saying that if Sukihana is ready to turn from raunchy to to righteous, righteous, yeah. That he will he will be there for me. I respect that. And I take heed to that. And um, I ain't even gonna waste this time. I'm gonna wait till I get that raunchy this out and I'm gonna go. <laughs> she just said, I'm not ready to get this raunchiness out. That's the most important thing she said in this entire clip that I that spoke to me. She understands her place, her lot in life, her position, her current position, her current mind state, emotional state, whatever the case that may be. She knows what she is, she knows what she's doing, she's conscious. She's very well aware. She's very well in tuned. She just said she's not ready to let go of the raunchiness. And when she is, then she'll get some act right. Okay. So once again, it's just another example of how internet talking points do not hold up, have no real weight, do not hold water in the real world. You're not going to come to this woman talking about no stats and this and that. Okay, if a woman wants to be the biggest sexual objective, sexually objectified artist, that's what she's going to do. And until she's ready, until she's tired of it, that's that's it. Let's go. Because <laughs> I don't want to make the conscious community com- community mad. Like yeah. this, this is a very militant community. They do not play. I and know. I wish, like, I wish the conscious community will understand that you can't be so judgmental on everybody. Yeah. Like you have to take your time with the youth yeah listen to what she's saying this woman is no dummy these women are not stupid to the point where they don't understand what what they're doing and the impact they're having on society right but there's but so many of these guys are so used to i don't know not used to talking to but talk at or talk down right had you had you only watched sukihana's videos and all this had you not seen this clip Right. If you if you watch the Wolf Coochie video, you would never think this woman was able to actually sit down and have a, a conscious conversation 
about what's going on and people's perceptions. This woman is not stupid. By no stretch. Of, and guess what? Most dudes gonna gonna be on her bumper because of what she's saying, right? Now dudes would be like, okay, okay, I fucks with Sukihana now. If you didn't, you probably will now after listening to her talk some sense. This woman has sense. Let's go. I always say you get more beats with honey than you do with vinegar. You can't just, just you know, like it's gonna be so much. It's like they starting to remind me. Oh, I don't want to get into that. But yeah. listen, I'm, I really you. am a conscious queen. And yeah. when it's time for me, it's time for me. Answer me this, though, Suki, with your fan base being so damn strong and all of these folks following you, do you feel any pressure to turn that corner and hit them with some of that or what? I hit them with some of what? That consciousness. I do. Ooh. I do. I okay. just don't speak like how everybody else speaks. Come on now. But my community and my people do understand what I'm saying. Exactly. They always say, oh, wrong messenger, right? You need a woman like Sukihana. I, I know people don't want to hear this. You need a Sukihana. You need a woman like this. If you have a message and she gets behind it, she has the ear of the youth, the streets, the women, 99% women fan base, the women that y'all swear that you need to be rectified and changed and whatever. She has their ear. Not, not no just pearly BGS. You go to Sukihana. You want black male advocacy? You go to, to a, you go to a Sukihana. Right? Because it's these dirty old politicians that want to get next to a Sukihana. And Sukihana could be like, hey, um, Jesse, my community, I need some funding. I need funds allocated for this, for, for, for this, uh, this donation, this charity that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sponsoring. You don't get you a just pearly. You get you a Sukihana message. And it's like you overlook the message because you think it's the wrong messenger. Yeah. Everybody don't understand or listen to when this person says I'm it. With you. I say how I say it. Come on and now. I got a following. They love me. Exactly. Okay. I mean, Dr. Umar, mm -hmm. have you talked to him? And are you going to turn Dr. Umar out? Okay, that's a repeat. Now, once again, this is why I don't knock the youth. The youth have their own, it's the, their time to shine. They have their own language, their own, their own way of speaking and doing things. Yo, you get your Sukihana. Sukihana gonna get, gonna, get, gonna get it done. All right? Okay? I'm just saying, take, take a step back from the, the, from the obvious optics that she presents and just sit down and listen to this woman. Okay, she has sense. She knows what she's doing. All right. Okay, what is this? What is this? I don't care about that clip. Let's get into a little witchcraft. Lord have mercy. This is probably the worst. This is the worst I've seen. I've seen a lot of bad witchcraft. But this is pretty bad. This is pretty bad. <laughs> oh, this is bad. Bruh. This is bad. Oh, this is bad. Listen, say what you want about black women. Run it back. Run it back. Run it back. <laughs> this 
This is funny. This is funny. Okay. That's that's some pretty powerful witchcraft. Wait, Tavares, he says, I want to address that comment. You say, give me Milagro over Sukihana any day. Sir, I say to you, I don't see the difference between them. What is the difference between a Milagro and a Sukihana? I've seen both of them topless. What's the difference? I want to address that point. Tavares the Guru said, give me a Milagro over a Sukihana any day. I say to you, sir, I've seen them both topless. What is the difference? I, now, I'll say this. I've heard, I've just heard Sukihana actually sit down and have an intellectual conversation, and she did not utter one curse word. Once again, I just sat here and watched Sukihana have a semi-intellectual conversation and not utter one curse word. When is the last time, and I, I love me some Milagro, but she, she curses too much for me. You understand? She curses too much for me. I ain't never heard Milagro have a conversation and her not five or six curse words. Da, 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 and I love me some Milagro. But what's the difference? What is the difference? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm I listen, I, I can't I can't go with Malaga over Suki. Jay Jermaine, my man, thank you for the 10 on the on super chat. Suki represents most of the hood ninjas, baby mama's facts. By the way, she has three kids. She is the last of the Rider Dutch, and she loves her baby dad. Brother, talk about it. Brother, talk about it. Talk about it. Big Pontiac. All right, all right. Talk about it. Wait, wait, wait. The difference is Malago, albeit a hood, can convey things in a very factual manner. I just, did you just not hear Sukihana talk? So did you not just hear Sukihana speak? She's, she's more, I think she's a little bit more well-spoken than Malago. You know, I, I got you. I got you. I got time. Lorena, thank you for the five on the super chat. What is this sorcery, mama? Wait. What, how do you say witchcraft in Spanish? Say witchcraft in Spanish. No difference. Yeah, I was about to say, there's no difference. I done seen both, you know, when you see them topless, it's like, uh, okay. And I, I love me some Milagro, but let's not act like Milagro is leagues above a Sukihana. They, they're pretty much in the same boat, right? Demographic. Nah, that ain't witchcraft. Is that bruja? Really? That's just witch. I mean witchcraft. What's the word for witchcraft in Spanish? Brujeria. Is that what it is? Yeah, they just say exactly. Exactly. No difference. Um, Suki's from Florida? And Milagro's from Houston? Yeah, I don't see the difference. Okay, Bruhiri, okay. I, I, okay, I was close. All right, all right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's not, I mean, like I said, I like Milagro, but she's no different than Suki. And, and, and after hearing Suki actually sit down and, and have a conversation, I would almost rather talk to Suki. 
because when I, I'm saying I like Malago, but man, every three words is a curse word. Every three words is a curse word. And that's just like, I know you have a better vocabulary than that, sis. You know? Yeah, Suki's from Florida, the bath salt state. Stop. You find Malago more tolerable? Seriously? Really, bruh? You know what? Okay, come on, let's do this. Yeah, Brujeria. Brujeria. Listen, don't leave my Spanish alone, goddammit. Milagro. Y'all about, you really about to die on this hill with this Milagro thing, huh, bruh? Milagro Grams. You really about to down this hill. Every five minutes. Every every fifth word is a curse word. But claim it, I got you though. You, you about to down this hill. I'm gonna put you on this hill to die on. Oh, come on, it's gonna make me log in. Ah oh, man. Mm. Yes. Mm, enter password. I don't even know what my password is. You know what? Fuck it. To hell with it. See, because somebody wants to down this Malago Hill. I got you, though. Um, let's see what she's. Uh, ah. ah, what is this? What is this? What? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. I use a clip. I want to hear Malago speak. Hold on, I'm going to find it. Don't worry. It's the hill you want to die on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to do that. Let's do, let's just do it the cheap way. Let's just do it the cheap way. Oh, well, you know what? No, no, no. Let's do this. She was on Armand Wiggins. That's right. Okay, I can go to Armand's uh, page. Armand Wiggins. Is this it? Okay. This the hill y'all want to down? Ah, oh, just yeah. Come on now. Nah, wait, wait. Who's this guy? A little sweet ass up out of here. want the actual uh, hold on y'all I'm gonna find it I got it I got it I got it oh sir okay, let me find it hold up Milagro Milagro gotta go back Gotta go back and find it. Gotta go back and find it. Damn, how far back was this? Not a year. Uh, three months?
Um, and a month ago. Oh man, come on. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Hold up. This the hill you want to die on. Mm. All right. Now the optics, she passes the optics test. Clearly she's a, she's a, she's a thickum. She's an Amazon, whatever. But once again, this woman cannot talk for five minutes without a curse word, but let, I'll let you, I'll let y'all be, be the, 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 the decider. Let's go. Phones on silent. Cause this is about to be a legendary motherfucking situation. All right. Okay. Listen, we are here. Get in here. Get in here. What you be doing when you get in here? Do you drop bombs? What you be saying? What the fuck y'all got going on? Dro oh, yeah, for real? This is the this the hill you want to die on, Tavares? Tavares, this the hill you want to die on? This the hill you want to die on? This woman ain't not even one minute into it. This is what you want. This this is what you want to die on. Okay, let's go. Drop a motherfucking bomb. I'm dropping a bomb now. Hell yeah. Boom. What's up? I hope y'all have a good day. Wow. How y'all feeling? So it's about to be a legendary situation here. So listen, I, I felt like if they could have seen what we really had on and how we really was stepping, y'all would be so proud of us in that damn highway. Yes. We repped for y'all ass. Let me tell you something, because for the people that don't know, we are out here as new media covering Absolutely. the Tory Lane. Ladies, women, I mean older women, Gen X women, why is she sitting like this? Why is she, why is she not crossing her legs? Why is this ladies, and I mean the older ladies, why is this young lady sitting like this? How are you supposed to sit? How are you supposed to sit? Right? Then your mamas, your grandmamas tell you how to sit in a chair on the couch? <laughs> yeah, why Why is she sitting like this? But let's continue. Um, yes, Armand is, he's of them people. He was, he tells his story that, you know, he was touched and, his father didn't understand and kind of rejected his his sexuality and and all that and it, it he was always been attracted to boys and and it's a, he breaks it down I, you know whatever the case may be but um yes why is this woman sitting like this i know you got big legs and all but come on now guys sit like a lady Megan versus the people aka Megan right, Stallion right. trial right and girl, the first day, I mean, first of all, you were one of the first people on the scene. And you, how has it been for you? Because you've been serving looks, but you went viral on the internet. They was giving like bad body, Tory walk past you. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. I feel like they can't attack my mind and they mm. know that I'm a, I always, I'm a dog ass bitch, mm. but I'm not a trifling ass bitch. I'm a dog ass bitch. Now listen, y'all know I love me some Milagro, but she's extremely raunchy and you, it's not hard to figure out why she's not bigger than what she is now. And um, I can't have a conversation with a woman like this for more than five minutes. Are you kidding me? Outside of me trying to get in, get in to see what she, you know, what she looks like without clothes on. And she's an intelligent woman. I believe she, at one point she was uh, going to school for pre-law. So she's a sharp, intelligent woman. Just not the most well-spoken or she just curses too much for me it's 
Come on, Tavares. This is not the way, bruh. This is not the way. Now let's find something with Sukihana. Let's find something with Sukihana talking. I mean, when she sits down and talks with some sense. Sukihana interview. Let's do that. Okay. She was on Breakfast Club. All right. Okay. Wake that ass up. In the morning. That's how I, I really am, but as soon as, you know, drinking a little bit more, yeah. you can get aggressive. Okay, okay. But right now, this is how I am. Just yeah. spoken. And you look good. You look you nice too, and too. chocolate and brown mm-hmm. and nice and chocolate stuff. Girls. All right, so I want to kick it off with this. Okay. okay. So we know you as Sukiyana. Mm-hmm. Suki with a good coochie. Yeah, Suki, Suki with, with a good coochie. I don't ever want to hear you say that ever again. I'm not talking to you. Don't ask me. Let's just say that, okay? It's just off the list. You have a problem with the way? Yeah, ask this. Because he's a married man with kids. Not just kids. Listen, Sukiyana understands her alter ego. She understands different personalities and, you know, different characters she plays. This woman, she understands it. You can sit down with Sukihana and have a conversation with her. I'm not saying you can't with Milagro, but the curse, the cursing, man. Anyway, so speaking of, you said, you know, Suki with the Gucci yeah. is your real name. Yeah. Who gave you that? I mean, niggas. Just, just niggas? Yeah, niggas. That's just it. Niggas. Okay. All right. Know. I want to know, though. Who is Destiny Laverne Henderson? Who the fuck, fuck is Laverne? Delaware? Laverne? <laughs> now you know you tried it. I did. Lynette. Lynette. Who the <laughs> fuck is Laverne? Laverne. I'm glad she corrected me because I didn't want to run away yes. from the name altogether. Yes. So when I said Laverne, I knew she was going to correct me and say Lynette. Is Laverne a okay. man's name? Well, who is no, no, Laverne? Laverne is a man's name. Wilmington, Delaware. I mean, I'm from Florida. No, no, no. I mean, I've been, I've been outside. Like, it's, you feel me? Like, I'll be everywhere. So, yeah. um, I was born in Wilmington, Delaware. That's where Got I'm from. You. Destiny is who you, like, who you getting right now? I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm a That's what I figure. This ain't Suki. This is, No, Suki gonna yeah. come. Suki gonna come. But, um, Suki like to pop out. I like but, that. But Destiny, I'm, 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 I'm a mother. You know, I'm a businesswoman. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm from Wilmington, Delaware. My mom used to travel a lot when I was young. Got so you. I moved from Wilmington to North Carolina to Atlanta to Fort Lauderdale, Miami. That's why a lot of people say I got a Southern accent. We just yeah. been moving around. Yeah. So Military? You know, no. Okay. He don't be listening. No, not military. My mom just wanted to get out of Delaware. She wanted to get out of Delaware. Where we're from, mm-hmm. it's a very small, small place, gotcha. and um, it's not a lot of it's not a lot of lot going on there, like mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Probably, it's probably a couple people. But I'm like one of the stars from Delaware. Absolutely. Who's the biggest? So, probably me. It's Suki. But Suki at the end of the day, you can sit down and have a conversation with this woman. Okay. All right. See. Thank you. Thank you. Just not hilarious. Just not hilarious. Yeah, she's trash. Just hilarious. She's trash. They have the same cadence. There's nothing at, you know, it's okay. Just hold this L, bruh. It's okay. All right, now let's get back. Let's get back to the business. It's okay, bro. Hold that. Hold that Milagro L. If you like listening to Milagro curse a hundred words a second, but, uh, hey, that's, but, you know, what, like, what you like is, you know, that's all that matters is what you like. That's what you like. I ain't mad at you, bruh. I ain't mad at you. All right. Do I get to Kappa Kappa Gamma right now? Yo, let's get to Kappa Kappa Gamma. Let's get to Kappa Kappa Gamma. If you haven't heard Kappa Kappa Gamma, you I'm sure you've heard the story. Now listen, if there's one thing I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. White women. At least white women understand it's time to try to close Pandora's box. Okay, I'm going somewhere with this. At least white women understand, hey, man, we done opened this box. We got to put some of these, these spirits back into this box. It's getting out of control. Okay, white women understand this. 
I'm not going to speak on any other race of women. I'm here, we're here to talk about white women. White women understand, wait a minute, you're still a man, even though you're taking estrogen, you're still bigger, stronger, faster, even in a de-evolved state. Okay, even white women understand this. Now, nah, wait, 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 wait. This ain't what this ain't what we signed up for, right? So now they're trying to grab a spirit or two, track on these spirits and put them back in the box, even though you can't, but at least they're trying. At least they understand, okay? At least the white women have enough sense to understand, wait a minute. No, they're not our friends. They're not our friends. So let's get to it. Let's get to it. Kappa Kappa Gamma pushing back on the nonsense. College students are suing their sorority, claiming it forced them to accept a transgender member. They're telling their story on the Ingram angle tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. And here's a preview of that. Watch. We were promised from the beginning that we would have a sisterhood, meaning only females. Now look at these very soft, demure, soft-spoken, educated, right? Soon to be cultured, worldly traveled, young, fine, fit, friendly, feminine, snow bunnies. Now they even they understand this is not natural. This is not what my mommy and daddy taught me. And, and growing up in the Hamptons, okay? If you watch Yellowstone and you grew up in Yellowstone, this is not what my, what the grandpa taught me in Yellowstone. Let's continue. And our national sorority has failed us. It's very disheartening that when you're a six foot two, 260 pound man, you're treated as the victim. Never thought this would happen to me. Um, especially in a sorority, in a space for women. Having that person try and take that away from us is not okay. <laughs> Those, these women are going to end up husband, getting husbands, right? They're going to get the seven-figure husbands, have a bunch of kids, and, te and teach their children, hey, listen, man, woman, there is no in-between, all right? Let's continue. Shout out to the white women pushing back on this BS agenda. The sorority Kappa Kappa Gamma telling the Ingram Angle, quoting here, we are aware of the litigation filed in this case and intend to address it through the legal process. While we cannot comment in detail on this pending litigation, it contains numerous false allegations. Kappa Kappa Gamma values diversity and does not discriminate based on classes protected by state, local, or federal law. Let's bring in OutKick founder Clay Travis. Clay, it's always great to have you on. I mean, the bottom line here is that these women in this sorority did not choose this person. That's the way it works. This was forced upon them by, by the national chapter. That's now, I did not know that. I did not know they were forced to take them. See, now you don't, you don't told the white woman what she can and can't do. That's not going to work. But you're not going to tell the white woman what she can and can't do. Let's continue. It's not the way this works. Look, if this were the 1980s or this were the 1990s, this would be a comedy and it would probably turn into a romantic comedy where an awkward, out-of-sorts guy on a college campus decides to meet girls. He's going to pretend to be a girl and join a sorority, and then they find out that he's actually a guy, and they all fall in love with him, and they ride happily off into mm -hmm. the sunset, he and whichever girl he ends up with. That would be satire. That would be humor. That would be comedic folly. This right. is real life, and, and to me what it represents is at some point, inclusion – 
moves into exclusion, right? And you've seen it, Riley Gaines, who I think is incredibly brave, testifying there. We've seen it in the world of women's sports, right? Because when a man decides to identify as a woman, he takes away a women's spot. And sometimes, as we saw with Leah Thomas, can end up a women's sports champion. Here, this guy right. is six foot two, 260 pounds, and he's living in a sorority house pretending to be a woman. He's making these women uncomfortable. The reason sorority houses exist and have only women right. who live there is to is to especially keep this from happening. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. Be it's what happens when inclusion turns into exclusion. Because some of the things that he's doing, according to these women, is inappropriate. Here's what he said back in yeah. 2022. This is the man, Artemis Langford. I'm from Lander, Wyoming. I went to high school here. I love this state. I love this campus and community. I am, uh, and I just hope that they'd see me as the person I am and not the ideology that they perceive me as. This has nothing to do with ideology. This has everything to do with women's rights and privacy, etc. And according uh -oh. to the allegations. Uh oh, see, 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 see. Now you're talking that, that sense, Jay Jermaine. It's mainly the white women pushing back against the. Yes. Yes. And, and I'm glad you said that because, because Robert, you, you made a point. You said, stop trying to rationalize our biggest enemy, please. They've been pushing sick behavior on black women, yet weaponizing them against us at the same time. No, 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 Listen, there's no behavior anybody can push onto you to make you engage in it. Okay, we've been living in the 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 transformer homo agenda since the '80s, since the '80s. Now, unless you 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 program my food and and all this extra stuff to turn me into that, for the most part, I'm gonna choose no. I'm gonna choose what nature you know deem me to be. So no, no, I, I think you're wrong on this. So now you're you're saying. It's the white woman fault for the black women picking up on. Uh, uh, okay, because I, all I see those memes when you had the the black and white meme with the white woman and the black woman set side by side with the fist in the air. The white woman CIA and the black woman is the dummy, right? The dummy that fell for the propaganda, right? You know it's bad when even the white woman says enough is enough. You know, when the white woman says, listen, okay, I get it. We asked for all this and we took it a little bit too far. Now it's affecting them and their daughters and their granddaughters. Okay, let's continue. He's actually attracted to women, which again, there are men on college campuses their whole life who've thought, man, I would love to live in the sorority house. And somehow this dude is doing it. And these women are having to sue to try to get him kicked out. I mean, again, this is the height of absurdity. I talked about the fact that this would have been a movie that everybody would have gone and laughed at for comedic purposes in the 80s and 90s. This is where far left-wing culture leads us to. I agree. White women kicked this off. They opened the Pandora's box. And now it's up to them to, to yeah, to right the wrong. I agree. Unfortunately, it took for them for it to affect their daughters and granddaughters. They didn't think it was going to go this far. I, you know, I'm not making excuses, but I don't think women in the 60s that were burning their bras ever thought that men would be trying to impersonate women to go into women's bathrooms. I don't think they saw that coming, right? 
And now it, it done got so far off the rails. Now, now that their granddaughters are in, like, the daughter's like, Mom, there is a man claiming to be a woman in the bathroom. Now it's like, wait a minute, what? Right? Y'all give, y'all give MLK the excuse for walking his people into a burning house, burning building. The same thing here, right? The same thing here, yes? Is in no. many ways the erasure of women. And I'll just point this out, and I want everybody to think about it. Uh, how come there are no men who identify uh, sorry, women who identify yeah. as men that become major cultural icons. It's because, by and large, men don't allow it. This is men who identify as women taking uh, taking advantage of women's welcoming nature and using it against them. It's a modern-day version, I really do believe this, of blackface. Mm -hmm. It's woman face. It's unacceptable. It shouldn't be allowed yep. to occur. I got about 45 seconds left. I want to play this soundbite from Governor Ron DeSantis, who is banning state-funded DEI programs at Florida's public universities, and I'll get your final comments. In fact... Okay, I don't care about that. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. The white women are going to have to right their wrongs, pay for their sins, and their, pay and their daughters and granddaughters are paying for their sins of liberation and freedom. Okay, now... Since we're talking about trans, whew, we might as well go ahead and go down the trans rabbit hole. Please, everybody, I will allow you five minutes to grab your aluminum uh, clothing items. We're going to go down this trans rabbit hole. Y'all, everybody get ready to, uh, let's go. Let's go, everybody. <laughs> everybody aluminum up. Everybody aluminum up. We're going down this hole. Are you ready? We're going down this hole. Are you ready? Yeah? Okay. We're going down this hole. Are you ready? Of course they will. <laughs> That's all Negroes know how to do is Democrat. Right? Can't even spell Democrat, but they just know to vote it. All right. You ready? All right, y'all ready? <laughs> All right, cool. Let's go. Let's go down this this rabbit hole. Let's go down this rabbit hole that I wasn't even prepared to go down at first. It just, man, you go, it just leads to so many things. How fitting. We're talking about Transformers Rise of the Beast coming out next month. How how appropriate. You cannot make this up. You cannot make this up. This is not the worst part about it. But let's continue. Let's get into part two of this. Of this, All right. Now. Now, even I didn't know this. I didn't know this. Okay. Anode and Lug were heavily featured as transsexual robotic characters in the IDW comic series. As longtime Transformers fans may recall, yet in All Hail Optimus Part 3, The Means and the Message, RC acknowledged that she was the person she always meant to be while calling herself a forged male in those same comics. The potential of transsexual Cybertrons and even Decepticons has long been accepted by the franchise. Even though it was canon canonical at the time that robots had no gender, 
Halbeck chose to identify as a female in the first generation cartoon with its ask vector prime function, which was a key component of the official Transformers website back when the Transformers Cybertron animation was airing. Hasbro themselves confirmed the possibility that there might be transgender robots in the series. They lied to us. They lied to us. They lied. Let's continue. Despite potential worries that it would disrupt previously established continuity for the movie franchise, fans currently have great expectations for the movie. Okay. That's not the worst part. That's not the worst part. Let's continue. Let's continue. Is that mediocre tutorial reviews? MTR, is that you? Is this mediocre tutorial and reviews? Nigga, is this you? (laughs) Is this MTR? Is that you, MTR? No. That's not MTR. No, I got bad news. You're right, Miss Little John. That's right. Time to roll out. Here you go. Here you go. In Transformers Rise of the Beast, the character voice, voicey Nightbird is Michaela High Rodriguez will be making franchise franchise history as the first openly transgender actor to be a part of the Transformers film series, and she'll be playing one of the most unique villains to ever be a part of the IP. Let's continue. Let's continue. <laughs> Let's continue. MTR, that's not you, bro. You sure that's not MTR? You sure that's not MTR? <laughs> Let's continue. <laughs> Let's continue. All right. All right. Let's continue. Let's let's go see who this person is. God damn boy. Ooh, you sure that's not MTR? Are you guys sure that's not mediocre tutorial re- and reviews? Are you sure that's not him, Mr. One Nut? Are you sure that's not him? I'm just asking for a friend. Are you sure that's not him? Are, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? I mean, are you sure? Are you sure? You sure that's not that YouTube guy? MTR, mediocre tutorial reviews. Are you sure it's not him? Are you sure it's not him? Are you sure it's not him? Are you sure? Are you sure? I'm asking for a friend. I'm just asking for a friend. Are you sure? Are you sure? That's not MTR? Okay. I could have swore it was MTR, man. They, they could have fooled me. Could have fooled me. Let's look up this person. Let's see what makes them so speci- special. Let's see what makes them so special. Is he in a relationship? Introduced her boy. See, now what, now what I tell y'all. What I what I kept telling you. See, once again, I hate when I'm right. But then I'm, I love when I'm right. I told y'all. 
men are going to this in droves. When are y'all going to learn to listen to me? When? What? How much more do I got to present to y'all? What's it going to take at this point for, you, for y'all to be like, you know what? I think Sly's right on this one. What's it going to take? What's it going to take? What's it going to take? I've been saying this for years and years and years. Jay Jermaine, thank you again for the five of the super chat for these Decepticons. Sly, you need either Starscream or a Megatron soundbite. You know what? Do I have one? Do I have a Megatron soundbite? Let me check and see. I do. I have summoned oh, that's not it. For the ah, I got it. I got it. You ready? Nobody summons Megatron. I stay prepared. Huh? I stays prepared. I stays prepared. Listen, pick one. Nobody summons Megatron. Let's continue. Okay, so her, his guy, the Pose actress, introduced her boyfriend to her Instagram followers via post, which has since been deleted on Valentine's Day of 2020. MJ posted a snap with her partner along with a lengthy caption that disclosed his name as Steven. Baby, I wouldn't choose it any other way. I love you. I feel like I can be my truest self when I'm around you. You have shown me what love truly looks like when it's balanced and easy. I'm so proud to call you my Valentine, but most importantly, my boyfriend. Since then, Rodriguez has posted a few snaps of herself and Steven on Instagram, but she never tagged him in a post, making it unknown if her partner has an Instagram profile. But, you know, I don't know what I'd be talking about. I don't know what I'd be talking about. Look at this shit. Let's let's see what you're talking about. What you talking about? Okay. Okay. I got to keep myself together. Okay, so number one, y'all know I haven't been getting on live because I, child, I've been working real hard. But I got to take this moment to say this because I couldn't really say all of this in a post. Like I just posted and I'm definitely gonna be posting, but I have to say this. Number one, thank you Golden Globes. This is for the LGBTQAI, Black, Latina, Asian, the many multi-beautiful colors of the rainbow around the freaking world. This is not just for me. This is for y'all. This is the door that opens for y'all, not me, for y'all. There are going to be so many young individuals, young, talented, thriving individuals that are going to be able to trail in and storm in through the door. This is for y'all. I don't know how many times I have to say it. I'm probably going to sound like a broken record. I, you know, there was no uh, acceptance speech, so I'll give it here. I'm going to say I am very thankful to the many beautiful people that came together with this show. Mr. Ryan Murphy, thank you for actually seeing me. Steven Canals, bitch, you wrote the hell out of this show. Miss Janet Mock, you took it, you swooped it, bam. Miss, uh, child, child, this is, see, I'm glad this is not on the stage because, child, I will wreck it on the stage. <laughs> but 
Our Lady J, you came in like an angel in the night and you just really graced us with your beautiful writing as well. To my beautiful family, Dominique Jackson, Haley Sahar, Angelica Ross, India freaking more. All right. All right. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Got a Golden Globe. Best performance by an actress in a telev television series drama. For the, the series Pose. I've seen um, advertising for it, but I never got into it. Because it's all pretty much about drag queens and stuff. I was like, ah, that's not my cup of tea. Okay, okay, let's uh, but let's see how do we got. How do we get here? How do we get here with Michaela? Is she from New York? God damn it. No, she's from Jersey. Okay, so New Yorkers, y'all get a pass this time. Because I was almost damn sure, 100% convinced this fucker came from New York. I don't know what it is in the, in the Hudson River water y'all be drinking. I don't know. I, Atlanta used to didn't used to didn't be this bad until you know what? Let me get out of there. Let me get out of here before I offend some people. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm just saying. Okay. Born in Newark, right? Uh, did a performance in Rent. Took a hiatus from performing to transition. And then appeared in small television roles like Nurse Jackie, The Carrie Diaries, and Luke Cage. I don't even remember them being in Luke Cage. Oh, they've been lying to us, y'all. Okay. Uh, one of the lead roles in the... Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Pose, making her part of the largest cast of tra yeah, exactly, transgender actresses to be starred in series regulars in a scripted series. Her performance is Blanca Evangelista. Green uh, Connick. She okay. Twenty twenty one. She became the first transgender woman to earn an Emmy Award nomination for the final season of Pose. Okay. Early life: African American mother and a ha oh Puerto Ricans come. Lorena, y'all gotta come hold this L. Come hold. Come hold this. Come hold this tranny. <laughs> come hold this tranny L. <laughs> Come hold this. Come hold this L. <laughs> what up? Uh, father of half Puerto Rican, half African-American descent. Uh, went to Catholic school. While she had prayed to become female beginning at the age of seven. So there's a hormone imbalance here. Rodriguez states that she was in denial for many years and initially came out to her, two, to her parents as bisexual gay at the age of 14. Then became uh, involved ballroom scene. She found support from her house father who taught her to Vogue. Graduated from Newark Arts High School. Attended Berkeley. Okay. Eventually took the stage MJ Rodriguez after the Marvel com. Oh my gosh. Okay. 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 Transition. During this time, this period, Rodriguez began to fully explore the transitioning process following the conclusion of the opera. Made a busy. Okay. Go on hiatus to begin transition. Uh, beginning with hormone replacement therapy in 2016 and allowing sufficient time for privacy. Oh, so you, you still got the wanker. You ain't cut it off. So you really ain't about that life. You just took the the estrogen pills. Okay. Uh, Rodriguez then contacted her representation to inform them that she was no longer auditioning for male roles. Despite her concerns, Rodriguez found her representation to be fully supportive of her new gender identity. Right, Just right on time. Right on time. Oh. 26, uh, 2016 appearance in the non-speaking role of Sister Boy on Luke Cage. How fitting the character named Sister Boy. Okay. 
Um, okay, okay. Invitation for okay, Hamilton on stage. Okay, okay. Yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. September 2021, my Rodriguez announced that she now goes by Micaela J. Rodriguez. Y'all, you know, okay, man. All right, hey, whatever floats your boat, right? Whatever floats y'all boat. Hell, the hap, the Puerto Rican version of the holiday heart face ass. I'm gone. I'm gone. Yeah, she got beans and Frank. Yeah, sister boy. Yeah, what Puerto Rico better hold this L. I'm listening to some Joel Ortiz. Listen, ain't enough Joel Joel Ortiz. Hold this L. Hold this L, okay? All right? Okay? I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Bray J, thank you for the 500 Super Chat. Dustin Michaels. (laughs) Mace, Tiger, Young Buck, Eddie Murphy, Charlie Sheen, Matt Lauer, Mr. C, and Bobby Valentino are going to love the next Transformers. Hey, who made him like this? I'm listen. I'm going to assume he there's a hormonal imbalance. You know, yeah. Whatever tickles your pickle. All right. Yeah, it ain't enough Joel Ortiz, man. Listen. The only song that I even remotely know of Joel Ortiz that I listen to is um, Marijuana Man. And Marijuana Man. That's the, that's the only song I can I can quote you bar for bar from Joel Ortiz. I can't give you another Joel Ortiz song by himself. Sorry. And I like Joel Ortiz. Was he the best one in Slaughterhouse? No. I would give, uh, if I had to go from one to four. Okay, wait. So we had... Joel, Royce, um, Joe, and um, who is a fourth member? And um, oh no, not O Pedro Martinez. No, don't do that. Who was the fourth member in Slaughterhouse? We got Joel Ortiz, Royce the Five Nine, Joe Buttons, and who's the other guy from from uh from LA? What's his name? What's his name, y'all? West Coast Cat. Iron Five, thank you for the 500 Super Chat. See, at least Bruce J had the stones to cut off his twigs and berries. Oh, no. Crooked eye. Okay. If I had to rank Slaughterhouse from one to four, uh, okay, so here's, here's, this is my ranking. Please don't, don't, don't stone me to death. I got Joe Buttons. And Royce the five nine, one A one B, you can you can you can interchange those, and then after that I got Joel Ortiz, then Crooked Eye. That's how I got. That's how I rank Slaughterhouse. Joe Buttons, Royce the five nine, interchange them however you want. One A one B, and then I got Joel, and then Crooked Eye in that order. He goes by King Crooked now. Okay, see I ain't. See, so y'all listen. Y'all just hold these L's. Puerto Rican, hold this Transformer L. <laughs> hold this Transformer L. I'm sorry. That, you like that lineup? Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's how I would rank them. Yeah. I'm not going by hits. I'm going by just strictly bars. Like Joe and Royce clearly are far better 
than Joel and Crooked Eye. Yeah, I got Crooked Eye being the weakest of them all. That's just me. Fair enough? Okay. Okay. Yeah, Joel just ain't, ain't got no hits, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, people, I don't know why people don't give Joe, Joe Buttons enough of, of uh, credits for his bars. Like, if Joe snaps, you know, like, Joe can snap if he wants to. When he's off his meds, shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, right on. Okay, all right, we're coming out the, coming out the rabbit hole. But are y'all sure? Wait, 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 just, just one more time. Are you sure this is not MTR? Are you sure? Are you sure it's not him, y'all? I, I'm just saying. Are you sure it's not MTR? He looks just like MTR. Let me find out MTR is out here impersonating. <laughs> All right, let me stop. All right. Okay. Let's get out of there. Um, let's go over some, a movie trailer briefly that just came out this morning, which I found very intriguing. It's called the creator is, um, directed by Gareth, uh, Gareth Edward, Gareth Evans or Gareth, the, 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 the raid director, Gareth Edwards. Yeah, I think it's him. Right. And this trailer, it's about AI. It's about AI. Let's get to it. Let me stop playing and let's get into it. They got to they got to prep you all for this stuff. I'm just saying. What's heaven? It's a peaceful place in the sky. Also, yes, uh, Denzel's son, John David Washington is in this. This looks good. It looks like they spent a lot of money on this. Are you going to heaven? No. Why not? You gotta be a good person to go to heaven. Ten years ago today, the artificial intelligence created to protect us detonated a nuclear warhead in Los Angeles. For as long as AI is a threat, we will never stop hunting them. This is this is Terminator. All over again, but I like the concept behind this. But the trailer is creepy as hell. Let's go. This is a fight for our very existence. Whatever's in there, they're sure worried about someone getting in. Yeah, they're getting out. We're just saying we can't go to heaven because you're not good. Clearly, that's a half human, human AI hybrid child. <laughs> Not a person. Did you locate the weapon? Yeah, it's a key. What do you want with the child? We are this close to winning the war. Execute her, or we go extinct. They're coming to get me. 
This looks good. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. I'm with it. I'll go see this. I will go see this. What say you? What say y'all? What say y'all? Ron Gareth is the guy who directed. Oh, oh, okay. Rogue One. Okay, Gareth Edwards. Okay, my bad. Okay, appreciate that. Thank you. So yeah, you hear Gareth? Yeah, I think Raid off the top. You're right. Rogue. He did do Rogue One. All right. Yeah. So I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with this. I will go see this. Yes, I'm totally sold on this. So all right. Um. Do I want to talk financial politics? Oh no. Let's go back to being petty. Let's go back to being petty. Because I got some clips. Shout out to Tony Snow. Tony Snow blessed your boy. And, um, oh, it's, this is going to be good. Uh, I can't wait to play these. Let's go back to being petty for about f- 10 minutes. Right? Let's talk about failed YouTube prophecies let's talk about failed youtube prophecies shout out to my subby tony snow and i just want to say this um (laughs) i'm convinced a lot of y'all don't like these content creators right a lot of people that watch a lot of subbies that watch and consume their content i I'm starting to see that y'all don't like them, right? You've grown indifferent or you starting to see the, the veil and you know what I'm saying? And I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm starting to notice that, um, a lot of the people that consume the content are kind of waking out of their slumber per se and starting to see things for what they, for what they truly are. So let's get into failed YouTube prophecies yes 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 you did (laughs) yes sir you did yes and i'm you know what i'm i'm not i'm not immune to it i know a few people you know will hate watch me whatever the case may be that's cool but you know despite all my misgivings and all my flaws i think i'm pretty solid as far as i say i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do something you know but let's get to our first failed youtube prophecy this is hilarious. I didn't even know he said this. Shout out to Tony Snow for this clip. Shout out to Tony Snow for this. Now, ain't the universe, the universe had, writes the best jokes. The universe writes the best jokes. You know what the, what the old saying was? You want to you wanna make God laugh? Tell him your plans. This falls right in line. This falls right in line. Let's get into this first failed YouTube prophecy. Let's go. Subconscious community watching my shit. So you want to bring your meaningless ass. Nigga, you can die right now. And like I keep saying, these niggas can die right now. They funeral wouldn't even pack out a storefront church. He said these guys can expire Right now, and their funerals wouldn't pack out a storefront church. Mm. 
That is one hell of a, an, an ironic statement given to us by the recently deceased child toucher. Oh, the universe has the best jokes. The universe, best jokes, hands down. Let's continue. There's nothing important about your life. <laughs> nothing. Nigga could die right now. 25 people wouldn't even show up. How many people did y'all count at that freezes it tribute to sinful to pee y'all? How many people did y'all count in attendance? Including the deacon and the pastor. How many people did y'all count in? Yes, self-fulfilling prophecies. Yeah. Let's continue. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm over the video part. I'm over that part. But I just, just, just let's let this man continue to dig his own gr literal grave. Your auntie, your mama, a few friends from grammar school. That's it. Ain't no hoes showing up. Ain't no pimps showing up. The preacher barely don't even want to sit up there and show up. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of meaningless ass niggas. You know what I mean? But I have to sit up there, you understand me, and bring the truth because it's like, dude, we not in. Do I need to run it back one more time for y'all? Do I need it? You know what? Yeah, come on, let's run it back. Subconscious community watching my shit. So you want to bring your meaningless ass. Nigga, you can die right now. And like I keep saying, these niggas can die right now. They funeral wouldn't even pack out a storefront church. A funeral. There's nothing important about your life. Nothing. Nigga could die right now. 25 people wouldn't even show up. Your auntie, your mama, a few friends from grammar school. That's it. Ain't no hoes showing up. Ain't no pimps showing up. The preacher barely don't even want to sit up there and show up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, a bunch of no, meaningless ass no, niggas. Do you know this. what I mean? But don't I have to this. sit up there, you understand me, and bring the truth because do it's this. like, no dude, we not in. Yo, even in your passing, you taking L's with you to the afterlife. Everybody, let's just do this. Everybody, send this beam, this L to the other side, to the ethers, to this, to this dead ass Negro. Okay. Let's go ahead and beam this L to uh, sinful on the other side one time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to our second. I don't want to call this a failed YouTube prophecy, but for someone that claims to be super duper pro black. I don't know. I don't know y'all for somebody that claims to be super duper pro-black i don't know and I, I know some of y'all gonna be like slide don't do this slide's going to do this for some of y'all it's like i don't you 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 want to be pro-black when it suits you when it benefits you right when it's the cool thing to say or do but yet your actions against other black men tell me you don't believe in uh unilateral pro-blackness you believe in selected pro-blackness. I just made that up off the cuff. I think this young man believes in selective pro-blackness. You want to pick and choose, right? But let's, let's let this man 
The chair. Oh, yes, the chairs. Yes, empty chairs. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I, hey, listen, mag dump. Mag dumping. Let's go. Let's go. Completely obliterating Tariq Nasheed on an interview on Fox News. You know, Tariq Nasheed calls himself the master debater. On his live show. And I, once again, I thought we supposed to be pro-black, right? If we pro-black, you're not supposed to go and say the white man won against your brother, right? So if, if I'm pro-black, I would never call, go on a platform and say, well, yeah, I, I think that white boy got the best of him. No, I'm going to be like, my man's won, right? We never admit defeat uh, in front of everybody, right? But let's let this this come out. Let's, go, let's let him talk. People call in and try to debate him. He has no problem handling such people. The majority of people who call in to talk to him are dumb. So the people that, okay. What do I mean by this? <clears throat> I mean, if I have 10 cents and you have five cents, that doesn't really make me rich. Um, but really, in other words, um, I just have a little bit more than you do. This person says, uh, okay, I'm just gonna look at these comments. I'm sorry, go ahead. We're Let's both go. poor. I just have 10 cents and you have five cents. I agree. I, listen, let me say this. I agree. Tucker took him to the woodshed. But if I'm a pro-black, I would never come out and say Tucker won. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, we're going we're gonna to go down together. Like, I'm like, I would never admit my guy lost. Right? Not, you wouldn't. You wouldn't just openly say my guy lost. Now behind the scenes, we were like, you know that way boy got your ass, right? You know, you know, you know he got your ass, right? Behind closed doors. But I would never openly say, yeah, Tucker got the best of him, slaughtered him. Like he, the title, the title says, Tariqness, he gets slaughtered. Like we're, we're pro blacks. We're pro blacks. You, you, you. When, when's the last? Let's take Sonetta's crew. When Sonetta's crew, when he would pick and choose to go against uh, the the Jews and, and the Arabs and debates and stuff, even if, let's say Brother Polite had lost the debate to that Jew guy, and Sonetta would never say, well, my guy lost. He would never say that. He'd be like, my guy won. Did y'all not see the interview? Did you not see the debate? You understand? That's what I expect out of pro-blackness. If you talk that pro-black, um, what, 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 what's, the, what's the, the, the term he likes? The, the Garvey stuff. What's the Garvey shit? Pan-Africanism. This is not Pan-Africanism. This is selective Pan-Africanism. If you were Pan-Africans like you claim to be, then you wouldn't, you would have never said this. And even Tariq had, I remember Tariq had, had made a, a live stream about saying, listen, you, you, you don't go on these people's platforms talking bad about your kinfolk. If you're in the whole Pan-Africanist pro, pro-black B1 rhetoric, group you don't come online and say in front of potentially europeans yeah my guys we lost we got our asses whooped you don't do that you don't do that but let's just continue let's continue um but really in other words but we all agree tucker did manhandle Tariq. but we're not pan-africanists we're not pro-blacks we're not b1s so we can say that but if we're of that if we're in that group you're not supposed to say that at least openly not openly um, I just have a little bit more than you do. 
we're both poor. I just have 10 cents and you have five cents. What am I saying here? Tariq Nasheed is a dummy himself. Uh-oh. He's completely stupid. Mm. Mm. Dumb. Mm. He cannot um, articulate ideas well. Uh, his neurons do not fire in the capacity to elicit responses. He is very effeminate in his positions and in the debate strategy. So somebody like Tucker Carlson, who is probably 30 to 40 IQ points higher than Tariq Nasheed, um, has absolutely no problem in dismantling Tariq Nasheed on this particular interview. Now, the problem with Tariq Nasheed is the same. Okay. Now, I'm not here to change anybody's position about what was said. I'm just pointing out the, the hypocrisy, right? Now, you look at Tariq Nasheed now, somehow he done convinced a lot of people that look like him to give him money to fund this uh, this museum thing. Can't be too stupid. He ain't too stupid. How many, con how many content creators that you know on YouTube can say, hey, I'm having a GoFundMe for this event and raise a million dollars? How many black folk right now in the black sector of YouTube that talk that pro-black stuff can get a million dollars out of their own people? He did it. He did it. He did it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> we talking bitch. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you're going to be this pan-Africanism stuff, then I need you to walk it like you talk it. Yeah, exactly. Every six months, he's in and out. Now, when the, uh, when the smoke clears, when all the dust settles, they'll be back on the other side, right? I could be wrong, but... I, Yeah, I, I'll, ne I'll never forgive Tariq for the crispy thing, man. Never, ever. That shit was not cool. Still not cool to this day. All right. Okay. All right. That was failed YouTube prophecies. Yeah. Uh, my next topic. We go, do we go into Prince Harry? Do we go into Prince Harry? Let's do this. Before I go into Prince Harry... I cover the creator. Okay, I want to cover two, uh, a movie and a series very, very briefly. Very briefly. I want to cover Mad Men and Air. Okay. Um, Air tells a story of how Sonny Vaccaro and Phil Knight and Howard White all helped to, to get Jordan to sign with Nike. Is It is an excellent Excellent movie. Air was in the theaters for not even 30 days. It is uh on, what is it on now? What platform? It's on Amazon Prime. It is an excellent movie. Do you understand me? It is an excellent movie. Go get your Amazon Prime. Go watch Air. There's three points. I want to address out of the movie that I, that stuck out to me like a sore thumb. Okay. Once again, excellent movie. Excellent movie. All right. If you are having a bad day, 
you lost your job, your woman left you, your dog died, and you're contemplating doing a Dennis Rodman in your pickup truck in the, in the middle of a parking lot, watch this movie. You will be inspired. I shit you not. I'm sitting there watching this movie, becoming inspired. She's messing with me. I said, stop messing with me. I'm getting inspired. <laughs> this was a great movie. Okay. Now, the first, the first glaring point, Chris Tucker's in this. He plays Howard White. Okay, Howard White is an agent that works for Nike, right? But at the very beginning of the movie, um, he's telling, he's, he's like, man, Nike, black folk don't wear Nike. Everybody's wearing Adidas. Then, you know, they, they get run DMC. She just had a song about this. They got track suits. He said, my man just sent me some, some fake, some, some knockoff Adidas track suits from Korea. I can get you one. He says, I only wear them on the weekends because if Nike found out, they fire me, right? He's breaking it down. So then um, Howard White had signed Moses Malone to Nike. He says, well, Sonny asks him, well, how'd you do it? He says, well, you know, man, you got you to gotta talk to a woman. He says, the woman runs the house, especially in the black community. Yeah. He says, you got to go through the woman to get these athletes, especially the black mamas, because they run the communities. This movie is based off 1980, what year they, the year they signed Jordan to Nike. They were already saying this back then. The black woman runs the household. All right? That's the first point. The second point. Uh, you say, yeah, yeah they, they run stuff, especially in the black community. Okay, 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 okay. All right. So then, <laughs> so then Sonny, right, wants to set up a meeting with David Falk because David Falk is his agent at the time. So everybody knows that Jordan only wanted to sign with Adidas. Adidas was his first choice. Converse was his second. Nike wasn't even in discussion. They had never planned to take, they never planned on taking meetings with Nike. So Sonny's on the phone with David. He's like, look, man, what I got to do to get a meeting? He's like, look, he said, listen, Michael said if they bought him a, a Mercedes 380 SL and uh, cherry red to not go with Nike <laughs> after he got everything he wanted. That's how far back Nike was in the, in the race. Okay. So then, um, Sonny and David Falk are going back, they're going back and forth. Sonny tells David, well, you know, you know, Adolf and, and, and David keeps calling him Addy. He says, no, his name is Adolf. The guy that ran Adidas, right? The, the owner of Adidas. He says, no, Adolf. He says, no, but we call him Addy. His name is Adolf. Adolf used to be in a, a Nazi youth camp. Telling all the bit. I did. And I knew Adolf, the, the owner of Adidas back then, was into some stuff. And I guess there's, you can't find the pictures of him. But the, for them to tell this in the movie was very, 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 very telling. So he's schooling David Falk. And, you know, David Falk is in people. Right? So he's schooling David Falk on the phone about Adolf's upbringings. Right? And, um, <laughs> yeah, he said Adolf was in a Nazi youth conference. All right, and so then, so then, there's one scene when Marlon Wayans, shout to Marlon Wayans, Marlon Wayans played the USA basketball coach, coach, right? This guy saw MLK 
in D.C. for his I Have a Dream speech. This is a true story. He goes up to MLK and says, hey, man, that was an awesome speech you gave. I'm, I'm so, you know, I'm so inspired. MLK tells, he gives the young man the, the, the speech he wrote on the paper. And the young man looks at it. This is the coach talking to Sonny, played by Marlon Wayans as, when he was a kid. He looks at the paper, and the first half was gibberish. The second half of his speech is blank. And he says, well, how come the second half of the speech was blank? MLK tells the kid at the time, he says, look, I knew that I noticed the crowd was getting listless and they weren't, they weren't into it. So I had to come up with something off the cuff. And that's how the, the I have a dream part was he, he freestyled it. They offered him three, they, they, an auction house offered that guy, the, the USA basketball coach played by Marlon Wayans. They offered him $3 million for that piece of paper that MLK gave him with the blank second half of it. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. George Raveling. Yes. Thank you, priest. Yes. So many gems in this, right? You made, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played George. Yes. Yes. So y'all, y'all owe me. Y'all owe me. Okay. I got you. Gotcha. Okay. So we up, we up to speed, right? People used to think it was a conspiracy. It's the craziest shit, right? Craziest shit. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> All right. So, the last part, um, so during the presentation, right, he actually, Sonny actually makes a pivot because he sees Jordan is, like, disinterested, whatever. They never show his face. It's over from the back. And so he, he makes an audible. He stops the presentation, and he tells Michael, he says, look, he says, look, they're going to they're gonna make you a god. They're going to build you up and then just to tear you down. And then while they're tearing you down, who are you? He makes this impassioned, this impassioned speech, and... And everybody's like, right? And um, the one part, the one part when they went to Adidas, I believe it was Adidas. They went to Adidas. They flew out to to Nur- Nur- Nuremberg, right? The headquarters, and because uh, Sonny went, he broke da- he broke protocol and actually went to the mother. He went to their house. Clearly, the black woman. Oh my! I like Viola Davis, but they made his daddy look like a fucking punk. They made James. Now, y'all know how important James Jordan is to Jordan. That's all Jordan ever spoke on is how important his daddy was. The whole reason he stuck out his tongue because his daddy used to stick out his tongue when he was working on cars and shit. And he wanted to be just like his daddy so much. That's how the tongue thing came to be, right? Y'all know this. The daddy, was they, they pussified him so much. So at one point during the Nike presentation, when Jason Bateman's character gave these magazine mock-ups to Jordan. He says, look, we got the marketing. We can make you look like we can make you whatever we want, right? You had, you had a mock-up of him on Sports Illustrated, a mock-up of him on this magazine, and they even had a mock-up of, a mock-up of him uh, in a swimsuit with his head. His daddy was laughing because it was funny. Dolores looks at him, and he stops laughing. I was like, oh, my fucking God, man. Oh, my God. So the daddy was a punk. So then at the very end, after they made their presentation, Dolores calls Sonny directly and tells Sonny, listen, we're going to go with Nike, but this is, what, this is what I want. I want revenue sharing. I want a percentage of every shoe ever sold, blah, blah, blah. And this is back and forth. And he's like, that's not how it works because, you know, the economics and the business. And she's like, look, this is what I want. Okay, okay. Uh, 
Sorry, no, no dice. Phil Knight played by Ben Affleck. He walks up to, to Sonny. He's like, what happened? I saw you closing the deal. And he's like, they want, they want a percentage. And Phil's like, all right. That's what, it, that's what they want, right? We're breaking the rules, right? It, this whole movie was about um, remembering what got you to where you were successful, breaking the rules, taking chances, not playing it safe, all that good stuff. The very things that Phil was upset with Sonny for doing is what got Sonny, is what got them to sign, to, to sign Michael. And then the designer, Peter, right? He ended up dying a month before production. The movie went to production. So they, they go to make the mock-ups, and they said, listen, add more red. Because in the NBA, they have a rule. It can only be 51% white, right? So back then, the NBA was like, it can't have too much red. Okay, we all know the story. Nike said, we'll pay the five. He got paid. He got fined 5000 bucks every game for wearing those shoes because it had too much red. Of course, Nike covered the bill. So then they're in, they're in it, and the Peter's like, I only had one, one thing in life was to design the basketball shoe. Like, he's very impassioned about basketball and basketball shoes. And they do the mock-up, and he said, I saw a silhouette of, of Jordan flying through the air, and that's how the symbol came to be. And, uh, yeah, so when they signed Michael, man, oh, my gosh. It was, it's a good inspirational movie. It's a good, I like the movie, except how they did Jordan's daddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the only, that's the the only knock I had on this movie is how they made James a punk. And we all know Jordan revered his daddy. Like there was nobody like his daddy was God, you know? So, um, even in that first trailer, when he pulls, when he pulls up and he's like, and here she comes. You just come to people's house unannounced. Well, come on in the back. Come on, talk to me. You know, and so Sonny and Dolores are having this conversations back and forth. I was like, um, so he let listen, let them tell it. This movie, James had nothing to do with the negotiations or him signing with Nike, man. And uh, that's the only part I hate about it, this movie. That's the only part I didn't like. You know, that's the only part. Okay. Okay. That's my air. Now. Let me do this. Now let me shift to Mad Men. Mad Men, for those that watched it on AMC, Mad Men some is probably one of the best written shows ever. For those that don't that don't know, that don't know what Mad Men, Mad Men um is about uh 1960s uh ad advertising, men in advertising, right? And the dynamics of how men treated women and women kind of knew their place. Right. And all this misogyny and, and this toxic manhood stuff. And of course, we all remember Joan, the redhead, the big, I mean, she bitches six feet, six feet, redhead chick. And she's busty and curvy. Like everybody wanted Joan. Um, of course, John Hamm's character, you know, at the very end, he quit and went on to some damn, I don't know, some damn sabbatical and shit and he did the, the last thing he did was a coca-cola ad and he just he left the business whatever okay so there's one scene in this series it's called scorched earth where joan lays out what the men are supposed to do um in times of war they go to die for the sake of everybody else right she sums this thing up perfectly and i found the clip Right, it's crazy. 
but this is what men have been doing for for eons. You 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 fall on the sword so that society can keep moving, right? So let me pull this clip up. I mean, she the, the way she ethered everybody in the room is, but it's the realest shit ever. And what I'm seeing is, and when I hear these red pill talks, there are men are trying to kind of get out of it. You can't wiggle your way out of what nature has for you as as a male or as a man for the most part. But here we go. Here we go. Did what? That pornographic drawing. <laughs> it's a very brave person that does something anonymously. It's a very brave person who does that. It's still illegal in many states, you know. <laughs> I can't wait until next year when all of you are in Vietnam. You will be pining for the day when someone was trying to make your life easier. And when you're over there, and you're in the jungle, and they're shooting at you, remember you're not dying for me because I never liked you. Joe, don't worry, I'm not going home. There it is there. That's what men do. <laughs> That's what men do. <laughs> You're not, you can't escape it. You can't escape it. That's all I hear. These talks of them trying to escape their natural uh, place in life. Sorry. You're going to be a workhorse. You're going to be a mule to somebody. To somebody. Okay. You're going to be a mule. You're going to be a workhorse for somebody. All right. This whole go your own way and, and save yourself. You, you're, you're not, you're not, no, you can't run from it. <laughs> you can't run from it. Okay. So I thought that was hilarious, but this spoke volumes. And it's the, the fact that this show was written about the dynamics in the sixties. And it's still somehow prevalent to this day with these men complaining and bitching and whining and bemoaning. Yeah. Yeah, you cannot avoid it. You cannot. You're going to be somebody's workhorse. Period. Period. All right? Because everybody went to Vietnam. <laughs> Unless you're, you know, somebody important. But everybody went to Vietnam. And everybody got drafted, right? They, they all went infantry, right? <laughs> everybody went infantry. <laughs> all right. Let's get to this, this, uh, this Prince Harry thing, man. This Prince Harry thing... This Prince Harry thing. Now we've been saying for some time, this whole Prince Harry thing is just um. Hmm. Where where do I begin with Prince Harry? Okay, listen. How long have we been saying that Harry was not Charles's kid? But let let's let's see what they talk about this this accident. Let's see what they're talking about. Oh, no, I don't care about this. Just no, never, never mind. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Suarez, one of our CNN International anchors, who points out that 
you know, Harry and Meghan have moved to the United States. A lot of the press in Britain publicly, if you read the editorials, you know, they're down on them, right? You, he you hear negative things being said mm -hmm. over there about Harry and Meghan. However, what this shows is the continued insatiable appetite for coverage, and I imagine largely in the UK, of Harry and Meghan, even as some try to turn their backs on them. Yes, I mean, the word insatiable, exactly the right word. What kind of picture were they going to get from inside a car? I mean, just a picture of someone sitting inside a car. It doesn't seem like the most saleable picture. And yet there's this huge drama, this terrifying drama um, uh, you know, going up at you, just talking about it, reversing down streets, you know, pedestrians in danger, other cars in danger, all of it happening at night. Uh, just to get pictures of Harry and Meghan, they are the most valuable, uh, I would say, the most valuable celebrity picture opportunity in it for British newspapers at the moment. And a lot of this is driven about how Max was saying he's suing, Harry is suing the newspapers over privacy in in invasions. So there are even a lot of <coughs> negative stories about him. There's always negative stories about Harry, but they are now, I think, driven by the fact that there is a gender because he's suing some of the newspapers about this. And Harry and Meghan have always suffered this negative media coverage. You know, we know that Meghan shutting the car door was seen as against protocol. When you look at, when you research it, many other royal women have shut the car door. And they are, I think, completely, they are, they are, this is the thing. Even though Meghan didn't come to the coronation, even though Charles wanted it to be all about him, a lot of the coverage is about Harry. The world is fascinated with Harry and the British press want pictures of Harry. And this is what paparazzi are doing to get them. And it is so many shades of Diana. I can't even articulate how similar it is to Diana. You know, Harry said that the last thing Diana saw was flashbulbs. Now, some of the... Some of the paramedics say that she was conscious, but but still, the last thing she really did see were flashbulbs. And for Harry to think this is happening again is absolutely terrifying. Okay, now let's do this. This is where we're going to get a little a little macabre. And... Here's a little known fact: oh. women were among the very first. That's okay. Here we go. The, uh, Princess Di. Oof, yeah. Let's just go and look at the pictures. Princess Diana. Whoo, shit. Listen, that's not a car accident. That's a hit. From what I understand, they were running or chase, being chased and they hit the divider of a viaduct head on. Right? Her and Dodi Fayed in the back seat. The story goes, she was pregnant with Dodie's kid, right? That's a hit. Uh, I mean, that's just, that's a coordinated effort for them to crash. See how far in it, they hit that thing dead on. Like, they were almost corralled into, into that accident, you know what I'm saying? Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know what? And and here's why, once again, we've always thought that Harry was not Charles's kid. Remember that for a long time because Harry's like damn near ginger. Right? William was like his daddy. But Harry, 
And so let's let's go to who who we suspected. It was the the horse guy, right? The equestrian guy. And let's do. I remember the pictures. Prince Harry's. Shit. Real father. <laughs> yeah, Mark Dyer. Is that him? The the horse guy. They've been saying this for years that this is his dad. For years. Like, let's get to this. Where is it? Where is it at? Like, they've been saying this for years. And see Daily Mail mm, in front of him over no, 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 no. I don't care about that. Uh, let's see. Oh, not that I don't care about that either. Okay. Man, listen. I don't see Diana. I don't see Charles and Harry. Okay. Now genetics is a funny thing. Like you, you can have a kid and, and not come out looking like neither one of the parents that it, it, it happens. It happens. Um, I mean, it's, <laughs> And now you don't want to act right. You don't want to do what the family tells you to do. You married this half breed, inbred, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know, y'all. You you gonna sit here and tell me that's his daddy? Like you you really gonna try to convince me that's his dad? I'm not a geneticist. She hugged black baby. I listen, that's not Charles is not his dad. I'm sorry. Charles is not his dad. I could be wrong. Yeah, the horse yeah, he yeah, he he was an equestrian rider. That's not Charles's kid. I, I'm sorry. Once again, you want to tell me that's his dad? Like, you really want me to believe that's his dad? Where? Mm-mm-mm. I don't know, y'all. I, I don't know. So this is them when this is him when he was younger. 
I mean, I don't know, y'all. Y'all run it back and y'all tell me. So it, it was either Mark Dyer or James Hewitt. Definitely not Prince Charles. Definitely not Prince Charles. Yeah, James Hewitt. There we go. The equestrian guy. I don't know. Listen, all I know is Prince Harry better get, better get some act right, man. Get some act right, young man. Do as do as you're told. <laughs> do as you're told. Do as you're told. Never go against the family. Never go against the family. That's not his daddy. <laughs> That's not his daddy. Yeah, listen, Diana was doing the most, man. Diana was doing the most. I get it. I get it. Let's do this. Princess Diana Dodi Fayed. Is that his name? Yeah. That was, yeah, that was, from what they say, she was pregnant at the time of her death. This, this was not a good idea. That was not a good idea for her. Yeah, that, that was not smart. And no, 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 no. This is the big. This this is the night they died. That's the night they died. Mm, that's not a good look, sis. No, no, no. Yeah, this was the night they died. Yep. Shit. Same driver. Yeah, that was not the move, sis. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Eesh. I'm gonna get out of here. Let me get up out of here. <laughs> Did I cover everything? I'm an air creator. Okay, I got everything. Yeah. Okay. Um. No, I I I I believe they got a payout. I believe the the Royals made a, made made them a payment. I believe a payment was made. You know, like you know, shouldn't have been, you know, doing what you're doing, but yeah. She was already listen, you don't you, you that's how you believe it works, Miss Miss Anita Bell. That's how you believe it, the real world, world works, huh? You think you just pack up and leave the family? <laughs> you think you just pack up and leave the Royals, huh? And just be Okay, I mean, if you believe that's how it works in life, you know, by all means, <laughs> by all means, 
Red, Red Season Blue, thank you for the 500 Super Chat. Off topic, Seth MacFarlane quit Family Guy due to the WGA strikes. It's getting real. Oh, shit. Okay, that's what's... Ooh. Why would they need to quit? I mean, eventually they're going to come to an, a, a conclusion or an agreement. Ah, that's... I don't think he should quit. Yeah, it was in the tunnel, and they hit the divider that divides the tunnel, right? They hit, they hit that shit dead on. So I'm, I'm of the, I'm of the belief they kind of corralled them into it, you know? So, yeah. All right. All right. So I, I thank everybody for hanging out. Um, <laughs> thank y'all for hanging out and, uh, yeah, we'll do this again. Do this again tomorrow. So am I going to go finish tanning? I don't know. It depends. I got rest meat. Cause I'm, I, I got a migraine because I'm hungry. So with that being said, until we do it again, peace. Oh, wait, 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 wait. For all the people that like to hate watch me, this is for you. All of you. I'm only 5'5". Five, five. Super slides 5'5 five, five and gets plenty of air. <laughs> <laughs> Sensational.